I appreciate the opportunity to preach. Um, I'm very thankful for the opportunity to be here. Um, if you didn't catch any of the announcements, my name is Brother Nick Russell. Uh, I think it got announced a few times. Uh, all right, if you open up your Bibles and turn to 1 John chapter number 4. While you're all turning, uh, well, you're uh, looking for a place to sit. Um, I heard there's a lot of blessings that came from the back left corner last night. I don't know. Some of y'all might get that one. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Pastor's shaking his head. All right. All right. First John chapter 4, I want to look at verse number 18. Uh, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about fear. Uh, fear kind of affects a lot of the things we do. It affects you know, how we live, the decisions we make. It affects uh, what we do and how we do it. Uh, it's really affected the culture that we are in today. Uh, it affects everything you see on ads, music, TV, affects us. And a lot of that comes from fear. I mean, you, could, you can imagine the many ads throughout the years that you know, companies done to put fear into people, and then everybody takes it as, you know, it's the truth. And sometimes it was, sometimes it was, sometimes it wasn't. But it, the fear affected the people and it, it's the same way everywhere. It's the same way here. It's the same way in other countries. But fear affects a lot of a lot of the way we live and the way things happen. I mean, to case in point, a few years ago, everybody was afraid of COVID. Now nobody's much afraid of it anymore. But it affected the whole entire country and how we lived. It affected everybody was wearing masks when we went to stores. It affected, uh, we were using san hand sanitizer all the time. We were using, uh, everybody was quarantining at home. All that was happening during COVID because of fear. Uh, that fear affected us a lot. Uh, you know, the TVs, uh, they'll put fear in TV, music, ads, all that. But some people not only have fears, they have phobias. You know, and it affects some spiders. Some people are scared of spiders. I mean, so if you're scared of spiders, you're probably not going to be caught up in the attic or out in the woods a lot because that's where the spiders are. Uh, you fear of snakes, you're not going to go where the snakes are. You're not going to be in the woods as much during the summer. You're not going to be uh, uh, in the crawl space under your house sometimes. You're afraid snake might be there. Amen. Uh, maybe you're afraid of heights. Well, if you're afraid of heights, you're not going to go to many places on top of a building. You're not going to go to, you know go set up on top of the church and try to work on roofs. You're not going to do that because you're afraid of heights. It affects the way you live. You're afraid of uh, flying. You're not going to go get on an airplane all the time if you're afraid of flying. It, affect, it affects your life. You can't travel as much if you're afraid to fly because you don't want to get on that plane. Uh, some people, I, I was looking up different phobias. Now, my wife, she, has a, she is a deathly afraid of mice. Which, yeah, I mean, she, if, if she thinks something's in that room, she is leaving and she's ready to move out of the house. 
Uh, some people, or I didn't know this, are afraid of dogs, but whenever I was reading this on different phobias, I got to thinking of a lady I worked at Walmart. She was deathly afraid of dogs. I didn't know many adults that were deathly afraid of dogs, but she popped into my memory. I mean, because I would be sitting there at the, uh, uh, the front desk. At, well, I used to walk at Walmart for five years uh, before I started working in accounting. Well, anyway, when I worked at Walmart, there was one of our service desk associates who was deathly afraid of dogs. If anybody came in that store with a service animal, she was, out, she was hiding behind the wall. She was deathly afraid of dogs. Some people be, are afraid to be alone, and it affects the decisions they make. You know, they make decisions, not the most wise decisions sometimes, because they don't want to be alone. And, uh, but then also, some fear, uh, fear affects other things. Fear affects uh, uh, the way, the fear of friends, the way that our friends might look at us, uh, the fear of what they might say about us, the fear of, you know, uh, what status of friends we do have, the fear of, the fear of what uh, our friends might say and think and do because we, the decisions we make. And we, we base that off, you know, a fear of what our friends think or say. And uh, sometimes that's not the most wise decision. The wise decision is, you know, to follow the Lord. And the same thing, a fear of family. You make a decision that... Uh, uh, that might not affect your family. And uh, it, the fear you might not make that decision because of what your family might think or what your family might say or how it affects, you know, your your family like moving or something like that or it affects your kids, your, it affects your, your parents or whoever it may be, that, that fear of family, of what they might th- say, might, what they might think, how they might act once you make a decision, that fear of what happens with them is a decision. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's a bad thing. Sometimes you might, you know, put your family's interest and know that you don't need to make that decision because of your family. And uh, but all, uh, but sometimes it can hinder you because you're not making the decision because you're afraid of what your family might th- say or think. You're not doing uh, making a decision on what the Lord thinks. Amen. Uh, you know, some people f- fear their finances. Some people come January did not want to open up the credit card bill. Amen. They do not want to look at their bank account after the Christmas expenses. Uh, they have a fear of their finances. Amen. They, uh, they, they make decisions because they fear a dollar they might lose out. A fear that, you know, they might lose out on a dollar so they're going to work and work and work and work and work their life away. And you, you see it a lot of times. You see these uh, people that's uh, in corporate Climbing the corporate ladder, they'll do that. They'll, fe- they fear they might lose out on a dollar or lose out on something, in fear of missing out on something. And some people they just fear faithfully. It doesn't matter what it is; they're just going to be afraid. They're just always worrying about something. I mean, everything could be going right in their life. The Lord could be blessing them, but man, they are worried about everything. I mean, it's like. You, you wonder, I was like, are you talking to the Lord? Are you spending the time with the Lord? Because you're always worrying and afraid of everything. And that's, that's not, not how, how we to be. That's not the way the Lord wants us to be. The Lord doesn't want us to fear anything besides Him. Amen? Uh, just a few ver- uh, some verses talking about fear. Uh, this one I already read. It was our opening verse. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. 
Because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. God gave us love, and that love should cast out any fears we have. He gave us love. The greatest gift He could give us is love. And He, he gave it this, and it should be able to cast out any fears we have for Him. Uh, for, uh, that was 1 John 4.18. Uh, 2 Timothy 1.7, if you want to turn there. For God, I'm going to make sure I'm on the right place, yeah. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. He didn't give us fear. Fear comes from somewhere else. Uh, but He gave us power and love and a sound mind. Power, love, and a sound mind, that was something that can cast out fear. If you're grounded in the Word of God, there shouldn't be any fear of what, what's to come. Or what's going to happen? Uh, we we should have we should know that he has the power to do anything. He can he's going to take care of us. There's I don't know how many, but there's a lot of promises. I know I have at home a little book. A book I don't know if anybody else has it, a book of promises, a promise book, and it lists all the promises God given us. And all them promises can should be able to cast out the fear because he promised everything one of them things to us, and we don't need to fear uh, these things. Because His power, He can change anything. And love casteth out fear. And if we have a sound mind that's grounded in the Word, then we shouldn't have to fear anything. Amen? Alright, uh, Isaiah 41.10. This should be a familiar verse for some. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. This, uh, I love this verse right here. Uh, we don't have to fear anything. God is with us. I mean, if you're saved today, he li uh, Jesus lives within my heart. Amen. We don't need to be feared. We don't need to be dismayed, which is just another version for fear. For I am thy God. I will strengthen them. He'll give us all the strength we need in the times we need it. Anything we're battling today, anything that we're facing today, you know, everybody's facing something. If you're not, you will be soon. Amen. And He will give you the strength we need to go through anything. Uh, he, he's going to help us. He's going to hold us with his, uh, his right hand of righteousness. And I don't know about anybody else's hand, but I think God's hand is going to have pretty strong. Amen. That right hand of righteousness. Uh, all right, so Psalms 23, verse number 4. Yea, through our walk, through the valley... Wait a minute, did I say? Yes. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. There's a lot of evil out in this world right now. There's a lot of it. 
and it's it's everywhere. You can see it on your television screens. You can see it on the uh, hear it on the radio. You can see it on uh, everywhere. There's a lot of evil out in this world, and people that don't want God, don't want nothing to do with God, and don't like God. Amen. And there's a lot of evilness, and we don't know about the spiritual warfare that's going on around us. And it's a lot of evil going out in this world, but we shouldn't fear it. I mean, a lot of it's God's battle. We don't need to fear that. All the evil in this world, that's God's battle. We can, we can try to witness. We can try to, you know, uh, talk to people. Maybe, you know, do what we're told to try to uh, change their mind. But some of them, they're never going to have their mind changed. There's a lot of evil, but we don't need to fear it. I mean, God will deal with it when the time comes. But right now, we don't have to fear it. That's not what we need to be worried about. We don't have to fear it. We don't have to uh, uh, worry about that. We need to worry about what God has commanded us to do and what God wants us to do. Amen. Just listen to the Lord. He'll, he'll, he'll direct your path and show you where he want to, what He wants you to do. Psalms 118.6. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what can man do unto me. There's nothing man can't do unto you that God can't correct. Amen. God can make, any, make all things right, and there's nothing we should fear that man can do unto us. He can do anything to us. You know, he might, he might take you from a job. He might, uh, uh, he might set you on a different path, but God can correct everything. Amen. We don't need to fear anything that man can do unto us. We don't need to fear what man is doing, what's going on in this country, what's going on in this world, what the president is doing. We don't have to worry about that. We don't have to fear what's coming next. We don't have to fear what you know decision Joe Biden's going to make next. We just have to be grounded in our word and know that the Lord is going to take care of us. Amen. We don't have to fear all this thing that's going around around us. Uh, we, uh, everything will be made right. He's on our side. He is for us. He is not against us. He is not here to cause confusion. He's on our side and he's with us. He's going to direct our path and he'll make everything correct in the end. Amen. Um, so, uh, Psalms 34, 11. I told you a bunch of things, reasons why we shouldn't fear. And we shouldn't fear. There's nothing we shouldn't fear. But there's, uh, Psalms 34.11 says, Come, ye children, hearken unto me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. We might not so, should fear some things out in this world, but we need to have a healthy fear of the Lord. It's a good thing to have a good, healthy fear of the Lord. It's mentioned here. It's mentioned a lot in Proverbs, the book of wisdom. Amen. Uh, and... A healthy fear of the Lord is a good thing to have. It's a great thing to have on your side to be able to fear and have a healthy fear. It makes your decisions, uh, make you better, have better decisions uh, is when you have a healthy fear of the Lord. If you're talking to the Lord, you're, you're, you're worried about what, instead of worrying about fear and what's going on in this world, if you're worried about what the Lord's worried about, you have a healthy fear of the Lord. You're thinking about what the, 
what the Lord wants me to do, what the Lord has me to do, and, and you're not worried about what's going on out there. You're not fearing anything out there if you're wondering what the Lord wants you to do. You're looking for the Lord's guidance. Amen? You're looking for what He wants you to do, uh, and you're not, you don't have to worry about anything. He's going to take care of everything. If you're doing what, if he, if he, if you're where he wants you to be, then you don't have to fear anything. Amen. The fear of the Lord is what can keep us grounded. Uh, also, turn uh, if you'll turn to Philippians chapter number four. Look at verse number six. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. You know, sometimes we have a a fear of refusal. Sometimes we don't ask God what we want because we're afraid He's going to say no. Amen. Sometimes we we're scared because he's gonna maybe maybe our heart isn't right with God maybe uh, maybe we think we're not worthy of whatever we're wanting maybe we think uh, we don't deserve it but sometimes God wants to bless us just because He wants to bless us. There's times you ever think about I mean your kids throughout the year they probably haven't been the best kids but you're still gonna buy them Christmas presents aren't you? Amen. I'm still buying my kids Christmas presents, but they're, they're not the little angels. Everybody thinks they are. Amen. They still have their moments. We still, we still sin. There's still things that we struggle with each and every day. We struggle with our flesh, and sometimes we mess up. Amen. But He still wants to bless us. Amen. And what's, what's sometimes, you know, when you do, you do mess up and you do do something you know you shouldn't have done, you, you feel bad about it and you get right with the Lord and He blesses you anyway. It gives you more conviction because you didn't deserve that. Amen? I didn't deserve that blessing. I didn't deserve it. But He blessed me anyway. And it brings, sometimes it brings more conviction than it would be if He would have chastised you because you didn't deserve it. Just like we don't deserve salvation. But he given to us anyway. Amen. Amen. And and sometimes we don't we don't make those requests made unto God because we're afraid of what he might say no. Afraid that he might refuse our requests. He might not uh uh he might not, you know, think we need it. You know. We we might want a new rifle or a new truck, but sometimes we do not need it. <laughs> Amen. We we might not need that new flat screen TV. It's, if it's taking us from the, uh, from the Bible and we're not reading the Bible as much because we're out shooting, we're out driving, we're out you know, watching TV, uh, sometimes he does say no because it's for our own good, because we can get in our own way. Amen? That, that, new, that new cell phone, that new device that we all want, that new whatever it is that you want in this, come this Christmas that you ask Santa for, sometimes we don't need it. Amen? I mean, not because we didn't request it and he doesn't, I mean, he would love to bless us, but we don't need it because he knows what, where that road is going to lead. We don't need it. Amen? 
Uh, and it's for our own good. Even though we don't understand it, it's for our own good. But it, doesn't, it does, still doesn't hurt to ask Him. Amen? He wants to know what we want. He wants to know, you know, just like our, the Bible's here for us to know more about Him, He wants to know more about us. You know, he wants to know what we want, what we think. what we. I mean, He already knows us. He created us, but it's good for Him to hear it. Amen? Just in fellowship. I mean, just talking to Him, you know, but... Just make a, I mean, just ask him for things. You never know what he's going to say. He might bless you. Amen? It doesn't hurt to ask. Same thing when you're a kid. I think about when I was a kid. I didn't want to ask my parents for anything, so the answer is usually no. But, you know, that, my kids probably think that way sometimes too. But sometimes they ask and I say yes. I mean, yeah. Sometimes God will say yes. You just have to ask. Uh, and then some... Uh, Sometimes we have a, a fear of being false, a fear of being wrong about something, and, and it affects us. It affects us. We, you know, we might not. Some people they'll lie because they're afraid of being false. They'll just, you know, say this, and that's not true. That's mostly the media. <laughs> the media is the media is just gonna run with whatever story comes first. It's not a matter if it's true or not. Uh, but sometimes the fear of being false, the fear of being wrong, we won't say something, we won't do something because we think we might be wrong. We might not, uh, we might not say something biblical because we might seem we might be wrong. We might be wrong, but it's it's good to be corrected sometimes. It's good. I don't know everything. I don't, and it's good to be humbled sometimes. I, I mean, I. I I've only been I've only been saved since uh, 2015, so I haven't been saved but what eight years. So I, I and before before this, I didn't know much Bible knowledge at all. Like I, I could know I knew a few stories, and that was about it. But but that shouldn't have affected the way I study. It should affect it should have affected the way I studied the fear of being false because I didn't want to be wrong in something I said. Something, uh, you know, in a discussion and being wrong. So I wanted to study my Bible more, learn more, you know, read more. Just try to get as much as I can get because I didn't want to be wrong about something. And sometimes fear is a good thing. Fear like that, fear of being wrong can lead you to start reading your Bible more and all of a sudden you know more about the Bible than you've ever known in your entire life. You know, you get, you get nuggets in here because you're, you're afraid you're going to be wrong about something. You've got a nugget that you didn't see in there the first time you read it. I mean, you just keep reading it. There's, this thing is vast. It's very vast. You can read it a hundred times and still find something new. Amen? And uh, sometimes fear will uh, is a good thing, but it, uh, like this. is a fear. Um, and then uh, Psalms 56.4. We'll turn over to Psalms 56.4. In God I will praise His word. In God I will have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Sometimes we fear our flesh. We fear what our, to let, and it's a kind of a good thing if we fear our flesh, not let our flesh take over, not let our flesh, you know, do things, make a decision that we wouldn't have made ordinarily. Uh, saying something in the flesh, uh, doing something in the flesh, 
Sometimes having a fear of the flesh is a good thing. Knowing that flesh is there can lead you into a bad place. Uh, knowing that that flesh is there to make you make a bad decision. Having a fear of the flesh is kind of a good thing. Uh, we want to have a fear of the flesh because our flesh is wicked. Amen. It is wicked. And there is nothing good about our flesh. There's not our, uh, our righteousness, our filthy rags, our, you know, our, our heart is deceitfully wicked, and our flesh is just as bad as all of those. Amen. It's all the flesh. And our biggest battle sometimes is the flesh. And ha- having a good fear of the flesh is a good thing. I mean, we don't need to fear the flesh, like the verse says, because God can correct everything and God can help us overcome our flesh. But we do, we do need to overcome it. We need to put on our spiritual armor every day and to try to protect us from our flesh. Uh, another fear um, is the fear of follow-up. So my point here is, is every year, some of y'all might you Probably everybody in here has a job, they work, and every year you have a, a, a yearly review or a yearly follow-up. Or, you know, uh, you're coming up on year-end, and uh, we have a year-end, you'll have a year, maybe a year-end review. You know, what you've done at your job the, the whole year, you know, what you've done good, what you've done bad, what you, you know, need to improve on, what you need to, you know, you need to work on this, you know, we got to get this corrected, or, or maybe you've done really good here in this area, but we, we need to work on this area. And all this is a review of everything you've done in your work this, child, this year. But what if God done that with us? Mm-hmm. What if He look, came here at the end of the year, and we're coming up on the end of the year, and He said He took a review of us, and He said, okay, what, what have you done for me? Amen? What, what can you... Uh, what, uh, what opportunities did you miss to serve me? You know, what, what opportunities did you, which I'm getting on to my next point, but uh, to review your heart to see what, what sin might be in your heart, might, what, what that, you've, you'd let the flesh take over a little bit and what sin might have got in your heart. Uh, just to review, what, what have you done for me this year? Did you, did you, you know, did you pass out enough tracks? Did you witness to enough people? Work, work, could, work could I do better? Sometimes I need to get around this altar and I need to find God and tell Him to inspect my heart and tell me what I need to improve on, what I need to do. I mean, a year in, like a job, we just need to ask God, what can I improve on? Because we, we're all a work in progress. We are. I am. Every, everybody in here, we're all a work in progress. And God can help us find out what we need to improve on, what we, what we didn't do good enough this year for God. Because I, I can tell you one thing, I didn't do good enough for God this year. There's, there's, I, I might have done good, but I could have done better. I mean, there was, I mean, there's times that maybe I was tired and didn't do, maybe I didn't do my Bible reading. Maybe I was, uh, I just went to bed instead. Amen. Maybe I, uh, I, I, God put it on my part and I didn't pass out that track because I didn't want to walk all the way across there. Amen. Just things that, 
if we had a review of what we've done for the God this past year, would it be a good review or a bad review? Uh, and sometimes we need God to review our heart to see where we can improve. And, uh, and if we don't fear, uh, sometimes we, we fear a failed opportunity. Uh, has anybody, so let's say uh, this is kind of a, uh, like a, a theory from some scientists, but it's related to cars. So if, you, if you're looking to buy a car, and let's say you're looking at a, I don't know, a Chevy Tahoe. Well, once you start looking at a Chevy Tahoe, you've done your research, find out what you want, how it drives. You t- probably test drove a few of them, and you decide, okay, I want a Chevy Tahoe. Well, you're driving around in your car you got now, you're going to see every Chevy Tahoe that you see, you're going to see them all. You're going to see every one of them. You're like, I like that color. I wonder what he has in his car. I wonder if he's got the fancy navigation system. I wonder if he has a DVD player. You know, I wonder, I really liked, the, I really liked his tires. I liked his color. I liked his tint. You know, you, you notice all these different things about the Chevy Tahoes that's around that you didn't notice the Chevy Tahoes before. You never gave it another thought. And, and, and another, like, on your way to church this morning, another there is about the same as how many red cars did you see on your way to church this morning? Nobody can probably say how many red cars they're seeing on the way to church this morning. But if we were to count on the way home, like some people might, uh, you're going to notice and count how many red cars you've seen on the way home. If we're not noticing, if we're not looking for it, we're never going to notice it. And the same thing for opportunities. We need to look for opportunities to do something for God. Looking for things to do for God. Anything and everything, just look for the opportunities. Look for that red car. That red car might be, you know, handing out a tract to a person. That red car might be uh, uh, witnessing to somebody. It might be, you know, sometimes we have a fear of what somebody might say when we hand them a tract. Sometimes we have a fear that they might actually talk to us. That's my fear. I'm not, the, I'm not a talker. I'm not, I'm, I'm not much of a talker. I'll sit back and not say a word. And, yeah, that's my biggest fear, they'll actually talk to me. <laughs> I'll hand out a track all day, but yeah, that's my biggest fear. But, you know, God pressed upon my heart, I will talk, you know. But anyway, but looking for those opportunities, that red car, where's that red car? What opportunity? What can I do for God? What opportunities do I have to serve the Lord? What opportunities do I have you know, looking for the opportunity to serve the Lord. Just looking for it. All right. Lord, Heavenly Father, we, uh, we thank you for all.